Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and thanks for joining me on Dream Job Ready. I'm Dane Sharp. I'm the host, and I'm super excited to share this episode. It's the fourth of six in the short episode series that I've done with professional sales coach Noah Cohen. And this is a critical one because Noah goes through and talks about the discovery phase, needs analysis, and the questioning process of a sales journey. I hope you enjoy it. I learned plenty, and I'm sure that you're going to get some great value out of what Noah shares. Please note that the opinions of guests are their own and not those of the companies they have worked for. Noah, can you give me a quick summary of what we're going to walk through in this episode, mate? Yeah, definitely. This session is all about discovery and questioning. So by now, you would have done the hard work setting the foundation. At this point, it's your turn to really listen. Ask effective questions and be genuinely curious. I say be the naive inquirer. I don't know. Tell me more about that. Really trying to get to the root cause of the problem and divorce all pre-assumptions that you have about any problem. The client, the customer, or the person in front of you may have the exact same issue, problem, or ambition as the person before. But like I said, divorce all ambitions and reserve all your assumptions for the very end of this conversation. You really want to understand if you're really understanding everything. Right, man, let's go through it. I mean, to my knowledge as well, or to my understanding, this is where start building a little bit of pace or momentum, I suppose, and start digging into it, right? Um, you know, talk us through where, where do you start in this process and how do you get the discovery funnel, needs analysis, etc., started? Yeah, definitely. So think about it like a boxing match. So far, what you've done, the ref has gone into the locker rooms and have explained the rules to, the, to each boxer or the umpires in a the cricket. They said, these are the rules. This is how we're going to play the game. I'd be good. Both parties have said yes. So you've agreed on a set of agenda that you're going to move forward. Now you get into the ring, so to speak, into the conversation. There needs to be back and forward. If it's one-sided, whether it's boxing, cricket, the ref is going to stop the game and say, cool, this is just a knockout or what's going on, right? So there needs to be back and forward. Think like a lawyer, right? You want to ask questions that would move the conversation forward, right? And really try to understand, okay, I'm trying to discover what the pain point is. I'm about, if I was a doctor, at the end of this conversation, I'm going to diagnose and prescribe medication to you. How confident am I to do that? So the way you would do that, as you question, previous example, previous episode, we talked about agenda. And we said, hey, what are a few things that you want to cover? And you either take mental or physical notes. You write that in front of them. And there's nothing wrong with writing things that in front of the prospect. 
And then you say, okay, cool. You, earlier you mentioned that X was important to you. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Right? You may have understood what they meant, but you really want to validate your understanding. And they say, this is what I mean. And then you follow up with something like, okay, and what have you done about that? Next question will be, has that fixed the issue or has that given you what it is that you want? And you really funnel down and then you ask them, if I could help you achieve X, Y, Z, would that be something that could help you? Right? And now you've primed them to make a decision. So what you've done is you've taken one point and you've funneled down as opposed to asking different questions, jumping from one question to another. And if they've given you three points in their agenda, you funnel each three points so that you make sure that they understand that you've understood what they mean. Yeah, I like the use of the word funnel because, you know, as soon as you started sharing some of your example questions, and I'd love to ask you in a second about questioning because I imagine you've got a, a bunch, you know, up your sleeve or in your pocket kind of ready to go depending on what an answer is. But I'm yeah. sort of visualising that kind of flow chart where answer is yes or no and then you move on to probably the next best questions to kind of, um, you know, flow that on, right? So I think funnel is an interesting term that you've used. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah. J just on the questioning, how deep does the rabbit hole go? Have you got 150 questions kind of lined up or have you got some consistent ones that you've just built up over time and, and you know, have put into practice and you know that kind of work or, or get the get the conversation moving? Sure. Look, it depends on what type of sale you are making. If it is an actual traditional sale, well, there is money and product or service exchange, then you need to probably, if it's a long sales cycle, you can break your sales cycle into two different conversations where you do your needs analysis, you go away, try to kind of categorize each problem and so you can funnel maybe two, three points together, right? At this very point, although it's important to understand what the next question will be, I would like to think I am genuinely curious about what it is that they want. I want to divorce all assumptions about what it is that this person has problems with and if I have an assumption and I could turn around and say, look, in my experience dealing with people like you, when they've told me this, this is how it's affected them. Is it the same for you? They could say, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is, which is great because again, that's building rapport and maintaining rapport. Or they say, no, that's actually not it. It's X, Y, Z. And they will then carry the conversation forward. Your job is to basically control the conversation and try to make sure that the person is giving you information that's leading towards a decision, whether that's a yes or a no, as opposed to always trying to badger them. If you want to talk about like a lawyer, there is something you're on a badgering the witness, right? You want to genuinely ask curious questions. You, you just um, threw in one of your questions there that um, you know, other people that you'd worked with had, had done X, Y, or Z. And I heard you mention that in, in our previous episode, you, know, you referenced other people that you'd worked with and, and dealt with. Is that, a, you know, is that a strategy to kind of emphasize that, hey, I, I'm, I'm, this is not my, not my first call, you know, you know, I'm not a rookie caller here, I've, I've done this plenty? Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad you picked up on that because it's called the third party, um, third party stories because people listen to stories and they say, yeah, they want to relate to other parties, right? You say, look, when I speak with business owners like yourself, they tell me X, Y, and Z, is that the same case for you? Or when I have spoken with other people, they've also said the same thing. In the traditional sales world, we say feel, felt, found. Understand how you feel 
other people have felt the same and then they found out through the process this could happen for them, right? So yes, you do want to use other third-party stories in your conversation to further validate what they've said to you. Yeah, I like that. And, and, and you, you're continuing to keep it quite personal. You mentioned in you know, the first episode as well, uh, you know, referencing the person by name. I think you, I think you actually joke saying, you know, everyone, it's, our, it's everyone's favorite word is their own name, right? Yeah. So, you know, continuing that thread of, um, you know, that kind of personal uh, relationship. Can I, can I ask a bit more about the questioning? Because uh, it, it is important. And, and, you know, prior to this conversation, I jumped online, I searched, you know, 20 fail-proof questions for salespeople and all that kind of stuff. And there is, you know, there's, there's plenty online about it. Um, what do you share with people in your training? Um, you know, what do you keep, what do you, what have you always got in your pocket for a sales call yourself? Yeah, it's so, it's so much the follow-up questions that we prepare for, not the initial question, because the initial question is generated from the agenda that the prospect gives you this. We always say, tell me more about that. How is that affecting you? How much time and money is that costing your business? What have you done about it? Has that really worked? What is what is one thing that if I could work in walk into your business, fix and walk out, what would that what would that problem be, right? And or there is the magic wand question that a lot of salespeople know and use is, hey, if I had a magic wand and if I was to walk into your situation and wave this magic wand, what problem would that solve? Right? It's really trying to uncover genuine points that you can really generate a two-sided question. So the answer, the quick answer to your question is, I have a set of funneling questions that gets to the root cause. The initial question is always the agenda that they've told you. And if you're not sure in the agenda, you can actually ask them, what do you mean by that? Can you give me an example of that? So they can open up, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, mate. Um, and I, you know, our, our, our episode that we did on rapport and trust, um, I actually put that question uh, to my best effort uh, into practice. And I hope that, um, you know, a few of our listeners did as well. Um, same as with the agenda. Um, you know, I've pumped out a few emails uh, this week um, looking at, um, you know, sort of different opportunities that I've got with this podcast series and the brand um, that I'm hoping, you know, some other companies will be interested in. So I'm, I'll, I'll keep you uh, up to date with how that comes back. Um, you know, I liked as well in the previous episode, you talked about the big reality that, um, you know, a no uh, is often more common than, than that yes, right? Yeah. So, and I like that you really emphasize that every no is a learning opportunity. Um, and it sounds like that's probably a similar thing as you go into the questioning too, right? You may not always nail it, um, but to keep kind of learning what works or maybe what breaks a little bit more ice in that relationship. That's definitely right, yeah. Is, is consistency, and I, I think it is, I, I think the answer will be yes, but is consistency key in this, especially around the learning? If you're making several of these calls a day or you know, a bunch a week, is it advantageous to be fairly consistent with your questioning so you get to learn from those responses, even if they're very different people you're talking to at the other end? Yes, it is definitely important to question. It's so much... It's not so much the question that I want you to focus on or the listeners to focus on is, what are you trying to understand? What is your overall objective, right? Are you trying to help, sell, solve a problem, um, cure something, treat something? And do you have enough information to do that? What I always say is, if you don't know something, what do you do? Ask questions. How many questions? It doesn't really matter. As long as, you, as many questions as you need to get to the root cause of the problem. Again, the key here are two things. Divorce all your assumptions and stop and hold back from pitching. 
Because by this stage of the problem, right after the agenda, what a lot of salespeople tend to do is, great, they're giving me all these issues, let's nail them, right? And a lot of people say, just close the sale. Close the sale and don't worry about asking too many questions. But you've just understood the topic, for example. You've understood that the person has a headache, but what is the cause of the headache, right? And we do a couple of different exercises with people to really find out how to get to the root cause of the problem. Super interesting because I, I, I feel like I'm sitting on my hands right now, let alone in the process because I'm, I'm just sort of thinking, even just going through my own thing here where I know, I know the opportunity that I've got, I know my product and, and I can see the benefit for you know, said company or person I'm talking to. But you're saying still at this point, I'm not throwing that at them yet. I, I'm still right. working through. Interesting. So can we let's, – let's play a bit of a role play if we can to some degree just to put you on oh. the spot here. Um, let's say – Let's move to to more of a, I guess, a business development type role where, you know, you know your brand, you know, you know your um, you know, your business opportunity that you've got, and you can see a potential partner or sponsor or, um, you know, company to be aligned with. Sure. In this phase, you kind of know that they're the right company, or you know that they should be a company that's looking to spend money or partner with you on this. How, how can we start prodding and what else am I trying to find out that um, I need to know before I just hit them with, you know, the million dollar opportunity? Whereabouts in the conversation are you at this stage? Just so I can calibrate. I, they've, they've come back to me. They said they're looking at new opportunities. Um, I guess, yeah, in a, in a golden world, they've told me they're semi-interested in knowing more. Um, yeah. That's where I'm up to. Sure. At that point, it's, very easy to be scared that if I keep asking questions, they're going to say, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. This is too much. This is where I want you to say, if you've ever watched any movies, there's the general standing at the top of the hill and he keeps screaming, hold, 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 because they're waiting for the right moment to activate the right type of people, right? So at this very point, I would really need to understand, because a lot of people get into conversations out of excitement and they want to do their due diligence in terms of, okay, cool. For example, if you want to lose weight, sometimes people go to gyms and they turn around and say, oh, how much is the membership? And they walk away with the information and they don't do anything about it. Not everyone, but there are people who do it. As far as they're concerned, they are concerned. They've done their due diligence and they've taken some sort of action that they satisfy the urgent need to start gym. So in this scenario, I need to validate their reason for starting the conversation with you, whether they've come back to you or they've originally originated and started the conversation. I say, Beautiful, I'd love to work with you. You acknowledge the fact that they've come back to you, but you still need to confirm. Can you tell me maybe one to three points how you see this um, podcast will be advantageous to your situation? And instead of you telling them, you ask a question so their answer is something that you want them to say. And they will say, I feel like it can help us expand our reach. It can um, really narrow down on our niche. And it will really refresh our brand. Okay, can you tell me a little bit more about refresh your brand? That's interesting because of my background. And now you start your funneling. Uh, because we want to refresh our brand because of X, Y, Z. Okay, and what have you done about that so far? We've done one, two, three. Okay, and has that worked? How much money have you spent? Okay, so you really see this problem. You really see this podcast helping, don't you? Yes, I do. Beautiful. Now you've understood that they can actually, it's their words, right? Mm. All you're doing at the moment, listening to that conversation, think to yourself, who's doing the closing? Not, not the salesperson, it's the buyer. It's the person who can use you, right? So they can actually start closing themselves early on. Yeah, gotcha. You've danced them around to actually 
almost thinking it's their idea or it's it's their uh, their their decision to make. Yeah. What what about if you get hit just in the middle of all that with you know the very infamous uh, yeah sounds good send the info through and I'll take a look. That's totally okay with me. Say I will. You can say always acknowledge, respond, confirm, or I would say Noah's Ark. Right. So what I would say is look totally understandable. I'll be happy to send you information. Uh, when would you like me to get back to you? In a couple of days or a couple of weeks? They say a couple of days. That's totally fine. So that I know what information to send you, would you mind if I ask a couple of different questions? What other salespeople tend to do, they say, look, for me to send you information, I need to know X, Y, Z. So that's a very defensive mechanism because the acknowledgement is not there. So in a, in a way, you need to take the wind out of their sale and say, look, yeah, I'll be happy to send that to you. Would you like me to follow up in a couple of days or a couple of weeks? They usually say a couple of days. No problem at all, I'll call you at three o'clock. Before I do that though, what are two to three things that you really care about? And when they give you the two to three things, you funnel again. So what you do, you acknowledge, respond, and you do a 360 and do your funneling again. And if they push again, so now that objection is valid. It's no longer just an excuse. You then do what they want. Some do, some don't, and some will, some won't, some do, some don't. Our job as salespeople is to really find out if it's qualified, if it's valid or invalid at this point in time. I like that, mate, and you've, you've continued the questioning. That's probably something that I've been guilty in the past. I haven't, haven't necessarily done that. I really like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you know, I think it's important to kind of – yeah, no, I really like that. I'm just, I'm just going to say that. Um, what about if um, – you know, you're getting these answers back and it's making you sort of feel and think straight away, you know, hey, I'm holding on my pitch here, but actually my pitch is very, you know, is a very different shape than, than what this guy or, or lady is telling me that they want. How often, how often, okay, but how often are you, are you having in, in the real world to pivot your own, I guess, prepared pitch that you've probably got in your sleeve because of the answers getting, you're getting back. Is it all of the time? Is it half the time? Is there a way to answer that for me? Almost, uh, almost. I would probably say in my situation and in my business, um, almost about 80 to 90% of the time because I have information about previous clients, stories about clients, but I never walk into it with a slide deck of this is my presentation, right? And I've been pitched a lot about software, about different products, and that usually because this is what happens. The salesperson shows acknowledgement, shows empathy, rapport is there, and then the moment you uh, you fire up the slide deck and you start presenting, that doesn't match what the salesperson just said. They're like, um, I thought we were on the right track. I thought you know we were going along just fine. That has nothing to do with what we want, right? And the salesperson would say something like, oh, don't worry about this slide. They start clicking forward about six or seven slides, and that starts to deteriorate and chip away at the rapport that they've tried to really hurt. So I get quick answer is I pivot when I need to based on what questions that they've given me. And it's okay sometimes to be a little bit confused. That's a learning curve, right? Hopefully it's not costing you a lot of money though. Uh, very good, mate. Um, and, and in this, just talk to me because our next episode, we're going to look at and really start to dive into, you know, the budgeting and the timing that, um, you know, this, this potential client has, you know, in their hands, how that's going to impact your pitch to them. And then obviously really getting into the cruts of, um, you know, the decision-making process and understanding that. Yeah. Bef before we go there, and I guess in this discovery phase, are we talking time and money yet if from our end or only if it comes up from their end? 
What do you mean by time? More around, um, hey, I've got an opportunity for you, um, but if that person at the other end is like, oh, we, we're going to market with a similar thing in X amount of time and, and I guess those bridges don't, don't meet. Yeah, great question. At the very of the beginning, very beginning of the conversation, in, one of the, in the purpose of the conversation, you would have said, look, by the end of the conversation, I'm hoping to have given you enough information so that we can start whatever this is, the podcast, on 13th of October. You've told them very clearly, very early on what your act, what the intention is, right? And if they would have had a problem, you would have dealt with it then. At this point, because you've set the agenda, you've told them about purpose, agenda, duration, and the outcome, there should really be no surprises. And this is where sales start falling apart because people haven't set the agenda, haven't set the um, foundation of the conversation. So at this point, you're really building a building on shaky grounds. Uh, this is awesome stuff. No, I really appreciate it, mate. Um, excited about the next couple of episodes. I'm learning plenty. Uh, I really appreciate your time again on the Dream Job Podcast. Thank you, Dean. Hi there. Thanks for listening to this episode. It means a lot. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button to be notified when we next release a Dream Job Ready episode. Uh, and do me a favor, please share this with your network, friends, family, and any of your connections uh, so we can grow the user base of the Dream Job Ready podcast. And feel free to connect with us on our socials at Dream Job Ready on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Last but not least, if you've got any questions, any feedback, or any questions for our upcoming guests, please email me on dreamjobreadypodcast at gmail.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.